What is up, SportsCast? Welcome to the Sports and Stuff show, the kings of sports. I'm Carter. And I'm Adam. And let's get right into it. So on the agenda today, I'll do it. Yes. On the agenda today, we're going to talk about college basketball. The Final Four wrapped up and people are already looking forward to next season. Uh, there's some NFL news. We'll talk about the NBA a little bit, the MLB, which is starting up soon. And then if we have time, we'll talk a little bit about the World Cup. Yeah, like we said last episode, not the best uh, soccer fans. We, <laughs> but, you know, we try. We try, you know. But on to college basketball. This was interesting, like Final Four and yeah. the game. So our predictions, we both got the first two games right. Yeah. And I got the championship right. You got the championship wrong. Well, but. I got, no, well, I got, I said Villanova. Oh, and never mind then. Yeah, I so gave you we too both much got credit. UNC. I gave you too much credit. Yeah, I know. But, uh, <laughs> and I posted on TikTok so everyone knows that I fully got that take wrong. So, so Kansas beat Villanova 81-65, and it was never close. Like, yeah. Kansas jumped out to an early lead and never looked back. David McCormick played one of the best games of his career. He was incredible. There's not really that much to say about this mm-hmm. one. It was just never really close. Well, the thing that I kind of saw is that sometimes in sporting events, you could tell if a team is better and just simply just off the gates is better. And by this game, you could just tell. Like yeah. from the off, like there was no way Villanova was going to win this game. It was unfortunate. Villanova had points where they would come back and get but within like never, 10 points yeah. or five. But then Kansas would just immediately blow them out and just obliterate any chance of Villanova completely yeah. pulling off the comeback. And it was just, it was just pure domination. Yeah. UNC game, but and then North Carolina beat Duke eighty-one seventy-seven. That was ridiculous. So interestingly enough, since the time Coach K took over, after this game, Duke won fifty games, UNC won fifty games. I know since I Coach that. K took over, which is insane. And North Carolina retired Coach K twice. Mm-hmm. They beat him in his last home game, and then they end his career in the uh, Final Four, and which that was is his just first insane. Loss too. His first loss was to UNC as well. Really? So <laughs> I did not know that. I guess I it all came full circle. Yep. <laughs> uh, Caleb Love was super clutch. She hit this crazy three to really that ice the ridiculous. game. Uh, Baycott got hurt but managed to come back in the game and play great minutes. He was mm-hmm. awesome all tournament. So, yeah, they beat him 81-77. And, yeah, Coach K's done. It's so ridiculous, like, thinking that, because he's had a, such a successful career, and then now it's yeah. kind of over. And then UNC is now at the beginning and end of his career, essentially. Yeah. You can't mention UNC now, or Coach K, without mentioning UNC anymore. Like, it's kind of sad, but that's just kind of how it is. It's tough to go out to your biggest rival, but... And there was also the big headline with the no-call. In my personal opinion, like, we, we know the play. We'll show it right here. The no-call? Yeah, where they didn't get the and one, or they didn't count the bucket. At oh. the end, where I personally thought it was the correct call, but they ended up not counting it. Cause I think continuation is different in college than it is in the NBA. Like, yeah. that's an NBA N1 every time. Yeah, like, but. and for that, it, and I feel like it shouldn't be in the NBA either because he clearly, like, wasn't in the process of shooting. He did the process of shooting after, the like, the it was called. I think by the rule, it's think... the right call. If I could make the rule, I would make it an N one. Mm-hmm. I think it should be. It should be but... an N one for you. I think so. Seriously, I think I think it shouldn't. If I'm going to be honest, I think this is kind of feeds into the whole thing where it's people kind of lean into, you know, fouls to get an extra kind of score, kind of an extra advantage. Where it see it was a foul, and then afterwards he did the shot where it was like he tried to just yeah, tack but it's it like on right after. No, but it was purpose. Like it looked well, yeah, very purposefully on purpose. that he That's was just, just how you like, play the game. But I personally feel Either like way. you know. But it's whatever. 
Uh, and then in the championship, Kansas yeah. beat North Carolina 72-69. It was the biggest comeback in the history of the championship. They were down 16 at one point. They might have been down 18 at one point, but either way, down 15 at half. And Kansas has their third straight incredible second half performance. Mm-hmm. And it was a very balanced effort. No one person really took over, but the whole team played really well. Uh, Ochai Abaji wins the Final Four Most Outstanding Player, which surprised me a little bit. I thought it might be McCormick, but yeah. you could have given it to a few different guys on that team. So, yeah, Kansas is champs. Rock Chalk, congratulations to Kansas. Uh, looking forward to next year to maybe not have the worst bracket of all time. Yep. It's uh, going to happen yeah. again. We all know it. It's every year. Did you see the Not every year, board? though. Like, I'm not usually... I've picked three champions in a row right before this year. Seriously? Yes, and this year I just was horrible. Wow. Yeah. Um, did you see the floorboard thing with no. Baycott? The floorboard? So, you know how he got injured? Yeah. There's a video now coming out that when he stepped, the floorboard straight up gave mm. up, and it plopped up, and they're like, uh, what was that? And they're saying, yo, he got injured because of the floorboard, and that was kind of like... It's it's ridiculous. I'll have to show it to you afterwards. Yeah. But we'll play it here for people who, you know. But it was ridiculous. Like, so it pops up, and that's, you know, how he got injured, and then Kansas got the ball afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like, that was pretty big, like, that he got injured at that point. Yeah, and but that whole second half. I, it was kind of crazy. Like, UNC blew it. Well, they, yeah. They can't, they, they, they they can't blame anyone lose. but themselves. And UNC, they kind of got that, you know, like the four second when it was, like, the inbound thing. Yeah. Like, by the end, I feel like they kind of got that call. Where they're he stepped out of help. bounds. What? He easily stepped out of bounds. What yeah, you... like, well, no, I think UNC, they kind of got, like, a call within, like, you know, they, they kind of were more lenient, I feel like. Hmm. it. I don't know. But it it was crazy. UNC, so UNC was kind of having a Kansas-Villanova action, you know, at the beginning of the first half, where it was kind of like Kansas would come back and then they would shoot off. But Kansas, the thing is, is that I feel like they kind of deserve to be the champs. Because their team is so stacked and so high-powered that you can never count them out no matter what. I think the biggest thing was, maybe not the biggest, but one of the biggest things was coaching. Mm-hmm. Uh, North Carolina took advantage of mismatches this entire tournament. Their coaching was really good. They found mismatches and, and exploited them, and that's why they got here. And they were doing that in the first half. In the second half, the last three second halves, it should tell you something about a coach when three straight games, you go into the locker room, you come right out, and your team dominates. That says something about the coach. So mm-hmm. so well done to Bill Self, and he is a multiple-time champion, only in Kansas history, I believe. Yeah. But, yeah, well done, and they are they're champs. It's crazy. And speaking of Kansas, I went and wrote out here, uh, five early potential contenders for next season. Obviously, there's a lot more than five contenders, but uh, we'll go to Kansas first. Obviously, they're the defending champs. They're going to bring back a lot of pieces, and they also have four top 50 prospects coming in, the number four class in the country. Kentucky, it really all depends if Oscar Oshibwe returns. If he doesn't, then disregard this, but if he does, they're going to be a really good team, and they have a top 25 recruiting class coming in. UCLA, UCLA has a wide range of where they could be next year. They could be not great, or they could be a Final Four team. Like uh, Johnny Juzang, Tiger Campbell, Jaime Jaquez, and even Jules Bernard all can come back, or they can all leave. And if they all come back, 
They'll be joined by three top 40 recruits, including the second overall recruit in the country and the number eight class overall. So UCLA, if they bring their guys back, could be incredible. Remember, they were like, they were projected to be champs last year after their impressive performance, and they kind of like fell off a little bit. But it'll be interesting. They made the Sweet 16. They gave North Carolina a really good run. Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, I don't know. They I, were definitely. It definitely the... depends on if these people return. I don't. I think if one of them doesn't, it significantly decreases their chances. I don't it know. depends who it is. A wing player, they can stand to lose a little more Jesus because is, of. Uh, I think that's a big piece as well. Oh my gosh, I forget the guy's name on the bench, but they have a wing player on the bench who's ready to step up. Mm-hmm. If they lose Tiger, that's really bad. Tiger's really good, and he runs the whole team basically. Yeah. He runs the offense. Uh, Duke is obviously going to lose some pieces and Coach K, but the assistant coaches replacing him is, by all accounts, an amazing coach. Mm-hmm. So they'll be fine there. And they also have three top 15 prospects, the best class in the entire country. So they'll be back. They're, you're not rated Duke just yet. And then Arkansas actually is one of the top contenders. They uh, J.D. Note and Jalen Williams can both return, and I think they probably will. They have three top five, top twenty-five recruits, the number two class in the country. So, those are five teams I'm looking at as contenders next year. Uh, there's some others that you could throw in, Michigan, of course. Um, you know, I don't really know who else. Kind of like Memphis as well. I don't think they're going to contend. You don't think next year? Contenders is a stretch. I think all five of these they should be impressive. Should clear. They Memphis. were pretty impressive last, but like this year. Either way. Um, We'll talk. We probably won't talk a ton about college basketball for a while because season's over, over. Other yeah. stuff going on. But as as big recruits sign and teams start to take shape, then we'll we'll keep talking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it yeah. for college basketball. On to the NFL news. Uh, so this this news broke when I was in class, and I was trying to read it while also not paying attention to my teacher. Sorry, but not sorry. I told you about what happened with that teacher. I was very irritated. Um, but yes, I saw this trade. I was so confused what happened. I still kind of am like, what? Like, so the Saints receive pick 16, 19, and 194, and the Eagles receive pick 18, 101, Why do we get me to read these? I we, don't know. I'm notoriously bad at reading numbers. Uh, 237, a 2023 first-round pick, a 2024 second-round pick. And, yeah, um, so basically you, you can explain this. I honestly can't really. Well, the, the Saints <laughs> jumped in front of the Chargers because they were at 18, and now they have 16 as I mean, well they as 19. Of, they were already ahead of the Chargers, but, like, because they had the 16 pick. Well, they do now. They had eight. Oh no! Before. My bad. I I thought you meant the Eagles. My bad. No. The yeah, the Saints jumped the Chargers, and they could be looking at a tackle there. Obviously, they lost Armstead, um, so that could be what they're targeting. The Eagles still have fifteen and eighteen though, so they still have two firsts. I think the Eagles win this trade. I think it makes sense for both, but I think the Eagles get the better end of the deal here. They still have two firsts this year. They pick up an extra mid-round pick this year as well as a first next year and a second the year after. The thing is, I don't think they're fully sold on Hurts, and I don't think anybody should be. I don't think you should be out on him, but I don't think you should be sold on him as your guy, especially not to the point of paying him yet. Mm -hmm. So this gives 
Hurts Another Year. You use these two first on, I don't know, like pieces like. It, I guess it depends who's there. We'll yeah. have to see. Probably but you like use those Wilson? two firsts on other players. I think Wilson's going to be there. Garrett? Yeah. Uh, He's going to be there by pick 18 or. I don't what know. What does the other pick 15? They pick at 15 and 18. He might be top 10. He though. probably. No, nah, he'll probably be there, but I don't know if I'd take him if I was the Eagles. Either way. Um, yeah, so they have an extra first next year. So they have multiple firsts where if they don't end up believing in Hurts after this year, they have ammo to trade up next year in a much, much better quarterback class. So I think this is a great trade for the Eagles. And I understand why the Saints are doing it. I'll have to see who they pick, though. I'm I'm interested. I feel like that kind of hurts the Saints because... That's a place Garrett Wilson could go, the well, Saints. They have, they have Jameis Winston, and that kind of tells that they're kind of more confident in Jameis Winston, which I wouldn't be that sold on Jameis Winston either. Like, Jameis was playing good football last year before he got hurt. Yeah, but I would also want to keep that backup option to where I could draft a quarterback in a, a massive draft Well, they, signed, draft him, they class. signed him to a two-year deal anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't really matter. So if, maybe they're looking for a quarterback 2024 well, like, even if he doesn't if, work out, but I think it'll work out. If, if there's a quarterback on the board that you know is going to be good, you take him. Like, that's already kind of what happened with Alex Smith. That's what happened with Josh Rosen, you know, that they already had a quarterback that they drafted first round and they decided to choose another one and they moved off of them. Alex so, Smith. Alex Smith, they had Alex Smith and then Patrick Mahomes. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was I don't know why I was thinking. Like if you have Kaepernick. a quarterback and you have and you're almost sure that this quarterback's gonna be like a franchise changer, you go for Jameis it. Is, like well, I don't know if Jameis Winston is a franchise changer compared to like Bryce Young. The difference is or even Josh Rosen. Stroud. Josh Rosen was terrible. Yeah. Jameis isn't. So and he has two more years to but prove also with it. With like and, Alex Smith wasn't uh, terrible. Well, no. And then Patrick Mahomes. You know they took Alex him. Smith is a really low ceiling guy though. Yeah, but like Winston has a higher was, ceiling. Like you know he was a serviceable like quarterback. Like he took him to the playoffs and stuff. Like. Yeah, but end serviceable the, just isn't enough. End of the day, like, if, if you, you have that you, If you want to win games, you can settle for a serviceable quarterback. If you want to win Super Bowls, you take a risk. Well, yeah, that, that's like... Which they did, and you, they won a Super Bowl. If you have the quarterback on the board, you take them, like, no matter what you're, you know... And you have, like, Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes or something like that, like... Actually, if you have, a Baker, if you have Aaron Rodgers, you have maybe a, you still take a quarterback <laughs> and maybe trade up to do so, but... <laughs> yeah, I'd take a bust one, too. Hypothetically. <laughs> Man, but it it would be interesting. I'm interested to see what these other moves are because everyone it was weird because last couple of weeks everyone was like, Oh, free agency ended, but there's still a ton of moves before There's I don't also consider, still a ton of amazing free agents left. Yeah, I don't consider one of them, Tyron Matthew, actually is visiting with the Saints today. So that would be interesting. They did lose Marcus Williams. Did you hear about the all all or nothing thing for the Saints or the Steelers are gonna do for Tyron Matthew. They oh, said, yeah, I don't even know what that means. I know. That's what everyone was like. They're like, we're going to go all or nothing in, for Tyron Matthew. And we're like, what does that mean? You're going to go You're gonna go all, and then if you don't get him, you get nothing? Like, that's essentially it's free agency. It's kind of just how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff anyway. like, it, it would be more of like an all-in. I don't know if that's what they meant, and they just used a different term. I guess. Like, that would have made more sense. But So, yeah, some other NFL news. Um, 
Colin Kaepernick threw for some NFL scouts at Michigan spring game. Jim Harbaugh set it up, directed, called some routes, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw some throws, and they looked pretty good. Um, again, like it's there's no defense, there's no pads, there's nothing. Yeah. So you can't really draw any conclusions from a day like that. But he's obviously still in good shape, and he still has a pretty strong arm at least like i don't know what else you can say i i don't think he's going to be back in the league but i've been ready for 3 years i've been denied for 3 years he there are not hmm let me think about this did you this. hear that he said he was going to be a backup he was willing to be a backup quarterback yeah i don't Afterwards. if that's don't if that's give him if option, that's though. the case then he should be in the league like if he's willing to take backup money in a backup role he is he's better than almost every backup the, the thing league. is, though, is that you got to look at it personality-wise. He doesn't fit the personality build of a backup quarterback, just like Cam Newton, just like Baker. Those people have loud personalities, and those don't really fit as like a backup quarterback. I don't spot. know if he's—is he loud? He just—I mean, he's pretty loud. I, I would feel say. like he's really famous for so... being loud. Like he voiced his opinions, and he was being loud about that. Doesn't that. mean he's a loud personality. Like, You're well, allowed to have like, an opinion. You know, it it just felt like you know, I kind of don't necessarily like, agree with everything that he's been doing the last couple of years. Yeah, some, some like, of the comparisons were a little over the top, but uh, remember the but the, the slave thing or whatever. That, that's what I'm referring yeah. to. But the original cause like made sense, and he was just standing up for his opinion. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense in that standpoint. But also, he's 33. He he wasn't as bad as people say his last year, but he still wasn't that good. Like, he wasn't great. Mm-hmm. And so if you're going to sign him as a backup, is he really worth it? Like, with with everything that comes with him. for Like the baggage. Wh- whether, right. Whether it's deserved or not, there will be baggage and pushback for signing him. Mm-hmm. So is it worth it to do that for a backup quarterback? Yeah. So from the team's perspective, I understand why they're not signing him. I mean... Whether it's his fault or not, there's baggage coming with him. Even with and Deshaun team, Watson, teams, teams don't want that. right. Like, but Deshaun Watson are, is an elite starting yeah, quarterback. And people are who's still young. like people are. If fans, the Browns are still like against so them. Like, if Kaepernick was seven years younger and a top five quarterback right now, things would be a lot different. Yeah, but I mean, th- like that's after, the difference. After his like, you know, his and if Deshaun Watson did it, that's a million times worse than anything Kaepernick did. Yeah, like if. If Deshaun, if this was Colin Kaepernick, like when he was running for 200 yards in a playoff game, this would definitely. This and one of my did favorite games thing. ever. I hate that game. Oh, I hate. It was so good. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, if if this was that Colin Kaepernick, it would be a t- different scenario. It, but his like, last year, actually, I want to talk about this a little bit. It deserves a little more credit because that was one of the worst rosters I've ever seen in my life. It was coached by Chip Kelly. The number one receiver was Jeremy Curley. Uh, the the top running back what was. You mean Jerry? You put put some respect on Jerry Curley's name. You're not, you don't boy. even know his name, <laughs> Jeremy Curley. Jeremy Curley, you know my the boy. top the top runner for like half the season was Sean Drone. It was just, and that horrible roster. He went one in ten. Okay, but what else could he have done? He averaged like one eighty pass yards a game, like thirty five rush yards, if I remember right. Sixteen touchdowns, four picks. Like that's, I don't know he. He was not nearly as bad as people try to make him out to be, but for the supporters, he also wasn't as good as he used to be. 
Well, that's the thing with like running quarterbacks, big body running quarterbacks. It also they don't it would have been interesting to see if that roster was good, what he would have been like. Maybe he still would have been as good. Mm-hmm. There's just no way to know. But at this point, he's been out of the league for a long time, and I just don't see him getting another shot for yeah. a multitude of reasons. And this is kind of interesting because this— not that I don't want him to. Yes. Yeah. Well, he was one of my favorite players when he was on the 49ers. Um, this is very interesting because this kind of gives a feel for running quarterbacks and how the league feels about running quarterbacks. Because the league probably sees it how we see it, where Colin Kaepernick, he was, you know, really great. He was a really great running quarterback. Then he started to get for hit a quite a years. bit. Then he started his game started to kind of fall I off. I don't think that's why he fell off. He fell off when he stopped running because the coaches made him after he got paid. But also, after he got paid, they made him stay in the pocket. He got hit, and they're like, "Ooh!" And you know those. Well, they kept him in to avoid him getting hits, and he was—he just wasn't a drop back pocket guy. He could make the throws from there, sure, but he needed to run, and they. Well, even if you if he were to run they, a couple more the years, coaches, the coaches would take a toll on his body. The, like that's the thing, and like the way they handled him was poor. It was bad, and like with Cam Newton. You see that, like the regression there from his body. Uh, Cam regressed because his shoulders like falling off. Yeah, because he got hit a ton. He was his that's body. Not, I don't. Took that's a not ton. the. I don't think that's the his running's fault. His body took a ton of hits. That's not the running's fault. Because he got you look hit. at you look at Lamar who got hurt last year. He got hurt in the pocket. Running well, quarterback Jackson. Like, now they're kind of afraid to sign him for a bigger deal because, or for a long term deal because they're like, how long is he going to last? And that was a report he got that hurt. came out. He got hurt in the pocket. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't. That, he's like, never got hurt running. He got hurt in the pocket. They're, but they're saying that it. it I know. I'm just a saying longevity like, issue with. But we don't know that because where, if if a running quarterback gets hurt in the pocket, you can't say, "Oh, a running quarterback has longevity issues." Like that just doesn't make any. But sense. then also with Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson used to run heavily, and then he never got the, hurt ever. Yeah, and then he started to pull back a bit and started to. Go in the pocket because those hits take a toll. Getting hit in the NFL. He's also slower. That's now. why. That's why you take. That's why running backs have such a short limit in the NFL because they get hit almost every single play. And if a running back, if a running quarterback gets hit almost every single play, they don't. That's take, a longevity. They don't issue. take hits like running backs do. If they if they get hit by a linebacker or they, tackled they by a slide, linebacker, they slide so much more often. Yeah, but and it, it, defenders it, are afraid of them, so they tackle. They don't tackle them like they tackle a running back. No, it. So I'm going from like a perspective of when I played. If a quarterback was running, it's a little I different than the NFL. Up, no, I would like straight up, and I'm assuming this is the long like the census of everyone. If your quarterback is running, if the opposing quarterback, and you know that they're a game changing quarterback, you try whatever to you know kind of. Hurt like you know, not like what? It, no, <laughs> nah. Like you no. want, you want to get a hit on them. You are you know, not speaking to, for. You are you, not speaking for everyone. Okay, I'm just do everything here. you can to hurt I've a quarterback. Had, I've, come on, not like what no, not we, like cheap on. cheap shotting, but like you want them to feel it because you want them to know they cannot run on you. That has been multiple Bounty game gate. plans that I've had. I remember. Uh, I'll I'll name drop this one. Austin Bolt. Great. He Williams plays for Boise here. State. He was a quarterback. I remember when we played him, we our game plan was to every single time he decided to run, just, you know, so he wouldn't run. Like, he just would have to rely on his That's arms. That's different than saying do everything you can to hurt a guy. 
No, that's what like, you said. I didn't mean it that way, and I retracted it after I said that. But <laughs> what I meant was, you know, you just want them to feel like the pain of like what it takes to run, so they just stop running. And if they you can have just that run mindset, and slide, if you have that mindset when like linebackers are hitting you, it's not gonna it's not gonna feel good. And then once you get hit quite a bit, you're not gonna want to run. And just, I think Kyler Murray's also slide. feeling that as well. Like, there's been reports Kyler that Kyler Murray is kind of... Kyler slides a lot. Kyler, like, well, but Kyler, he still gets hit quite a bit. Not that Joe much. Burrow got quite hit quite a bit. He got rocked in his fresh, like, his rookie year a ton of times. Quarterbacks still get hit quite a bit. So, it's going to take a toll. It's definitely going to take a toll. Like, there's still, there is definitely a longevity issue with these quarterbacks because they get I, hit. I just don't Even when they get that. sacked, like... It, there's, there's them being sacked has nothing. Issue. That that doesn't even make sense. If you get sacked in the pocket, you can't say, "Oh, he's hurt because he's a running quarterback." Like that doesn't make any sense. No, but if you get that as long as well as getting hit outside when you're running, then that's that's an issue. But it, out there's, there, there's definitely a longevity issue. They're more in control out there. Like they they can see everybody and they can slide and. I don't know. There's just, definitely a long. I don't know. There's there's definitely we a don't know. The running quarterbacks haven't been around that long. Yeah, but we've seen it. We've seen enough. Like Cam Newton, man, his shoulder fell off because he got hit so much. That no, that is not why. <laughs> yeah, if you get if you lean in with hits on your shoulder, how many times he dived into he the was, end zone? He was tearing things because he was getting hit. Oh my gosh! No, knock he was, someone over. He was diving and in, your, getting no. straight up slammed, no. and then now that his body's, you know, he got older and Lamar hurt his ankle getting sacked in the pocket. Up. These running quarterbacks, dude. He, 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 Lamar Jackson. You can't tell me every time he gets hit, he isn't feeling that. I'm sure he's feeling it, but he's an NFL athlete and he's faster than everyone on the yeah, field. Yeah, but he's also he skinnier than, all the time. He's also no. skinnier than running backs. Oh. He's not buffer than running backs. Running backs are built to take those. NFL quarterbacks, they are them. built to take straight up Lamar is built to kill take shots hits. from D linemen. Lamar is built to take hits. No. Yes, he is. Have you seen Lamar? And have you seen an average running back? He's taken, like, he's taken hits just fine. Yeah, it seems like he takes hits just fine. He takes them just and then fine. He starts no, I don't it, care how big you are. If you can take him and keep getting up, then you're. It's gonna, it's gonna hurt your body. You need that muscle to kind of he's push in it, and he does not have as much muscle as a running back. He's doing just. He's fine. not built, and that's what kind of Cam he's had. Doing just Cam fine had, as a runner. Cam had, you know, that muscle to. Cam also wasn't as fast or elusive. Cam, but Cam had that cushion for all the blows that he had, and that's what hurt because at at some point. Those hits are going to build up, and then you start to Every quarterback gets hit. Yeah, but not as much when you're just staying in the pocket than when you're running Would out. Would you rather a guy play? stand in the pocket and just get drilled in the pocket or escape and then run and then maybe get tackled, maybe slide? Like, no, but when they go out, a lot of the times when they the open. A lot of the times when they run, it's because they're avoiding a hit. You know, I would rather a quarterback be able to throw the ball before they could even get hit. Than a quarterback that can run yeah, out. That's and not always. That's not always an option. Tom that's, Brady. That's Joe yeah. Burrow. That Joe Burrow a quarterback. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. He's you a did pocket not... quarterback. He's a pocket quarterback. He did get hit a ton though. That because is insane. Of his that is insane. He he's a pocket quarterback. You did not just say that. Okay, let me get this straight. 
your logic here is you want a quarterback who can throw it before they're hit. And you mentioned Joe Burrow, the, yes, dude, who got, the dude who got hit more than anybody. I mean, that's his game plan. His game plan is to throw the ball before he gets hit. Sure isn't working then. Because his linemen straight up suck. I want a guy who throws it and doesn't get hit like Burrow, no, the guy I, who got hit the most. Actually, I don't want... That doesn't make Joe any Burrow sense. Joe Burrow is a, is a pocket quarterback. That if you give him a good line, he's throwing the ball before he gets hit. Doesn't make like, sense. He's throwing it one, two, three. Great, you know? but he doesn't have one, so he's not throwing it before he gets hit. Well, that's he's, on the, he's that's getting the issue, hit but all I the want time. a quarterback like Joe Burrow, who is a pocket gets quarterback, hit all the time. like Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert does Justin ram- Herbert run- goes out of the pocket all the bit. time. He, uh, no, but he does scramble quite a bit, but for the most part, he is a pocket quarterback. Like, that's just how it is. I want those type of quarterbacks. I don't want a quarterback who runs every single play and risks getting hurt. That's just You the- risk getting hurt in the pocket just as much. No, because... You do. <laughs> Is then at that point? Look how know, much Lamar runs, and where did he get hurt for the first time? In the pocket. Yeah, but also you don't know in if all those other hits kind of built up and hurt him in as well. In the pocket. No. So what? That doesn't make any. Because sense. Because he got hit way earlier in the game. That doesn't. And make then any he sense. got hit later on. That could have just been so getting up. getting hit earlier in the game that weakened his ankle. You know, my quarterback. That, no, no, no. Yes. That okay. weakened his ankle. It could have. If he was, if he got hit and he got leaned on his ankle, okay. My quarterback, when I was in high school, he tore his it's ACL. Not an NFL on a, quarterback. He tore his ACL on a punt. It still, it still applies. He tore his ACL on a punt. But the thing is, is that he was already injured. He already got a ton of hits the whole time throughout the whole game, and that just the punt was just the tip of the iceberg, and that's what ended up getting his injury. But he was getting pounded, and you could tell he was hurt by that point. And that's what it just kept on building up. And that was basically something the tip of the tells iceberg. me Lamar Jackson is more built to take hits than your high school quarterback. Could be wrong, <laughs> but I'm not. Yeah, but he's not built to take a hit every single time like a running back. Clearly he is because he hasn't not. gotten hurt from it. He is not. He hasn't gotten like hurt I from said, it. Like I said, you don't know if that was that could have just been the tip of the iceberg. That could that could have just been nah. the the final point, you know. Nah. But who knows? I know. It's it's a longevity issue. No, no. it definitely is. You, there's just no way you can say that conclusively. So you're telling I could say that conclusively. If you get hit significantly more than another person, you're definitely going to last way less than another. <laughs> someone who gets hit a ton more and someone who doesn't get hit enough, there's definitely going to be a long. Jimmy G versus Lamar Jackson. Who gets hit more? Lamar by a bunch. Who's injured more? Well, Jimmy G's also Jimmy G. very brittle. There you Tom go. Brady. Exactly. Tom he's Brady brittle. Didn't get Tom so people are different. You can't just say he's a running quarterback. Tom He'll... Brady no, no, no. avoided. You and can't he's just until say. He's 45. You're telling me Lamar Jackson's going to play until he's 45. I, didn't say, I never said that. Lamar Jackson is you not going to last. You can't just say like... he's a running quarterback. He'll last less. Everyone's different. Lamar Jimmy's Jackson not a... going to last. So why, why, like is, why is Jimmy 30. not lasting? Why is he not lasting? He's not a running quarterback. Why is he not lasting? I don't know. Because his shoulder sucks. I don't know. It's. He's brittle. His, his he, legs are where he gets injured the most. He, well, his shoulder was the last one that he got injured on. Shoulder and thumb. Is, he had ankle injuries. That, he tore his ACL. The thing is, though, is that Lamar Jackson, he's also much younger than Jimmy G as well. So? So he also has time to get those hits, you know? He's, he's probably not going to last that Joe long. Joe Burrow's missed more time than Lamar to injury. I think Joe Burrow, his injuries are going to, you know, they're going to build up. His ACL injury. He's a pocket. He's the guy you want that you know, doesn't get hit, though. 
Yeah, no, I didn't say that he doesn't get hit. You, I said you he tries said to throw you want a guy who hit. throws it before he's hit. That would, that's what Joe Burrow that, tries to do. <laughs> whether he tries or not, he doesn't do it. Yeah, I I said Tom Brady as well. I said Tom Brady, and then I said someone like Joe Burrow who tries to throw it before he got hit. You know, but okay, let's just move on to the NBA. No, I'm not ready to move on right now. You're not ready to move on. To no, the I'm NBA? pulling up this okay. video right now of Lamar Jackson getting hurt, and you tell me how this was affected earlier in the game. He gets tackled. He rolls his ankle right there. That had nothing to do with anything that had happened ever before. He gets tackled. His ankle gets twisted up. He could have landed on his ankle earlier. No. Could have landed on his ankle earlier in the game. He gets tackled. His ankle gets twisted. His ankle gets hurt. That's that's pretty clear what just happened there. He got hurt. And also... He got hurt throwing (laughs) the ball. That lineman, he was was out to get... To injure him, and that's that's no, the mentality of some players in there. He was not. He was just trying to get him. He tackles him. He, it wasn't he even rolls. a lineman. It was greedy. He rolls his ankle. It was greedy Williams. Okay, whatever. Whatever. Okay. NBA. NBA. It just doesn't make any sense. It makes sense if you get hit it significantly makes no more. Sense. You're gonna. You you're can't gonna last you, less. You can't just say that though. That's no, that's just not. You you can't okay. make a definitive statement about these two groups of hundreds of okay. different quarterbacks. You'll get you'll get hit. 50 times a day by an NFL lineman and I'll get hit once a day by an NFL lineman and we'll see who can last the longest. That's, okay. That's the worst comparison I've ever heard in my life. Well, that that is the gets, worst analogy Lamar of all Jackson time. Jackson gets hit much more. Than then why other, does Jimmy G get injured so much more? Because some people are just, I don't know. Exactly. No, exactly. Some people are just different. So you yeah. don't know. You don't know. Maybe. I do know. I do know. You, you obviously hit, don't. If Lamar, Jimmy G got hit as much as Lamar Jackson, he would not even be the NFL right now. You're making my point right now. You're How making my okay. point. If Lamar, if okay, if you're if making my point, you're not listening, but you're making my point for theoretically, me. Theoretically, if Jimmy G was as at the age of Lamar Jackson, and he did get hit as much as Lamar Jackson, he would not be in the NFL. I all. know. Yes. Okay. I know that. Yes. Okay. We have that. What do you think you're proving here? So Lamar Jackson He's a pocket quarterback. Yeah. Right? But Lamar Jackson So Jimmy G, if like I said, if he was at that age of Lamar Jackson, he had as many hits, he would not be in the league, but he didn't take those many hits. So he was longer, on the he bench. lasted longer in the league. You can't say that. No, he if did, Jimmy G he's got gotten hit, hurt every if Jimmy year. If Jimmy G got hit as much as Lamar Jackson, he would. I don't last know what that has. I don't less. know what that has to do with anything. He gets hit significantly less and is still injured because significantly. he's in the pocket and is still injured significantly more. Yeah, but he would be injured significantly more than he is already injured if he got hit as much. You're making my point. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. People are built differently. Okay, here's my point. No, just listen. Pe- People get hit a ton. If you get hit a ton, it's going to take tolls on your body. And regardless of how, you know, okay, people have different, you know, different, like, I guess, like, buildups, you know. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yes. And you disagree with it and then make my point for me. Regardless, if you get hit a ton and someone gets hit less, the person who gets hit a ton is going to last less than the person who gets hit less. Lamar and Jimmy. That's just how it is. Lamar and Jimmy. We'll see. We'll see how long Lamar, Lamar lasts. And Jimmy has we'll already right. been significantly more injury prone. We'll see how long Lamar lasts, and then we'll prove that I'm right, okay? 
you were that's how it is. You couldn't be more wrong. Like, it, well, okay, let's see how long. Okay, it just doesn't make. Let's see how long Lamar lasts. It just doesn't okay. make any. You're making a blanket a blanket statement about all these different quarterbacks and putting them all in the same group in five years. And then with Lamar Jackson, and then and then you're saying, oh, people are different. That yeah. does, that doesn't make any sense. No, Lamar Jackson. People are different. Lamar can take twenty hits a game. Jimmy can take two. Lamar's more. Lamar's it's take Lamar's it. it's less likely to get hurt than Jimmy, even if he takes ten times as many hits, because people are built differently. Yeah, but it's gonna. You build can't up. look at a quarterback it's who going runs. To build up. You can't look at a quarterback who runs and be like, oh, well, he's going to get it's, hurt more than this guy. It's definitely gonna build up. That's just not how you can't. It is definitely. You can't predict that. It's definitely. It's impossible. It's it impossible. Is literally to that impossible. Someone who gets hit a ton more is gonna get an injury eventually. He gets. Injured less than the guy who takes less hits. He's gonna get people injured, are built differently, but he's also you younger. don't know. You... Younger people are less injury prone than older people. And that's just how it is. You you just don't know. Like it just I do it's know. impossible if... to know. It's I'm predicting it, it is right impossible now. Impossible to I'm know. You can predict all you confident. want, but you it's impossible to know. I know a hundred percent. It's okay. Let's just move on. Move on to NBA because you have no argument here. It is. You have no I argument have 100... here. I've I've listed my argument. We'll see. We'll see. You're who... talking in circles and making my own point. That's your whole no, argument. No, I'm talking in circles that because makes no I'm proving sense. the exact same point. You haven't you you more, proved anything. If you get hit more, then you Lamar gets hit more than Jimmy. Why does Jimmy get hurt? Cam more? Newton got out of the way and was Don't taking it. these hits. Jimmy Ben Roethlisberger. Ben, why did Ben Roethlisberger not last as long as Tom Brady? What? How did he not last because as much Tom as Tom Brady? Rogers? Is a freak. How did he not last as long as Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers got hurt all the time. Yeah, Big Ben would sit in the pocket, and he was known for taking those huge hits in the pocket, shrugging off defensive linemen. Boom, boom. Left and right. It took a toll on his body. Oh, he he didn't last as long, so he must be a running quarterback, right? He was taking hits, and he was opening up his body to taking hits. Okay, so a running quarterback who slides... He was is safer he's opening up his body to take a running hits. quarterback who slides is safer than a pocket quarterback he's who takes hits. He's opening up his body the... to taking you're the t- hits. You're saying the same thing. I'm not disagreeing with that. You're just ignoring what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. It, even when you slide, you're still vulnerable to getting hit. And if you don't slide at the right time, like you still are vulnerable to getting hit, getting shoved right before you get out of bounds. Cheap. Good shots. thing you're not vulnerable to get hit in a collapsing pocket. That's how it Good is. Good thing if you're you, safe there. No one will op- touch you. If you open up your body to more hits, you're going to get injured eventually. And once your age starts happening, and even because this is also what we see, because Cam Newton, he was like, oh, even though I'm older, this is how I've seen success is running. But then he gets hit, and he's like, it didn't feel like it did two years ago. Then he starts getting more injured. So that's how it is. Yeah, that's but a guy, a guy getting sacked in the po- Oh, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, he got hit a ton. I know. He got injured. He's he a, opened up his body a, to getting hurt. But he's a pocket quarterback. He no, okay. You're completely missing the point. No, here. I'm. You can't. My look. argument isn't that running quarterbacks is specifically. That's what you've been saying the no, whole time. But it's not because oh they are God. running quarterbacks. Oh it's because they're opening up their bodies to getting oh hit. My running God. quarterbacks open up their bodies to getting hit. Oh my God. Quarterbacks who run. You've been making this argument the whole time. No, but I've I've been labeling mislabeling it because running quarterbacks, they open up their bodies and that's what gets them injured. It's not because they. So it's not do pocket quarterbacks. 
No, but they're so opening does Burrow. up their quarterbacks. So did Luck. So did Big Ben. So does Jimmy. When they open up their bodies to getting those big hits, that's what injures their longevity. So does, oh. Let's just move on. We're just we're just going back and forth. Uh, NBA um, MVP race, top contenders. Uh, it hurts. What do you mean? It's just, this is clearly it's just insanity. Have this, I am clearly this right. Whole entire argument. I clearly think I'm right. And then right at the end, you're like, right. "Oh no, that argument I made the entire time. No, that's not what I'm arguing." No, I meant that running quarterbacks. That's what it was. Is that running quarterbacks? They open up their bodies, and so that's do why they get quarterbacks. Hurt. Every quarterback. Pocket quarterbacks does. try not to get hit. Oh that's yeah, and role. running running quarterbacks try as hard as they can to get hit. No, no. but they're opening up. They have the opportunity. They to get still hit they still protect themselves. They still they, do. You're telling Every me every time Russell Wilson runs, he slides and doesn't get hit. You, but Russell Wilson still, Russell Wilson runs still a decent amount. He gets hit more in the pocket than out. There's still more of an opportunity to get hit. If Not you're for out Russell Wilson open, running through the tackles. Then how come that's he, just how it how is? How come he never gets hit? What? How come he never gets hit outside then? Russell he, Wilson because he slides. And Russell Wilson, you could tell when he, he does run. I will name this one specifically. 2016 NFL uh, championship game with the Packers. He was getting hit left and right after sliding out of the pocket. They made it a goal to make him just pounding him. And you can tell in that game, he was getting hurt. And that game, he was that's he stopped running after that season. He stopped running significantly less. And there was a reason. He because once you, get, once you get hurt, hit a couple times... Out of running outside the pocket, you decide he still ran run quite a bit. He just slides. He just doesn't take hits. That's just hits. how it is. If you open up your body to more hits, he's one of the best at receptive. not taking hits. As much as he runs, he gets hit way less than people who stand in the pocket all the time. Right. Only time will tell. In five years, I believe Lamar Jackson will significantly regress. How are you a Jalen Hurts fan? Well, I think Jalen Hurts. I well, Jalen Hurts. I like Jalen Hurts now. I don't think the longevity of Jalen Hurts. It's like if will last. if Lamar Jackson was. Like JV Lamar, that's Jalen Hurts. Well, I think Jalen Hurts is not very good at throwing the ball. I like Lamar Jackson now. I just don't think the longevity of Lamar. If Jalen Hurts, you don't like Lamar Jackson now. No, I I meant Jalen Hurts. I meant Jalen Hurts. If Jalen Hurts, I like him now. How do you like Jalen but not Lamar? Jalen is just a significantly worse version of Lamar. I okay. I don't like Lamar Jackson because I think he's kind of overrated. That's why I personally he's becoming underrated now. I think that. I think honestly, he's becoming he's underrated and very overrated. I'm just not a fan of running quarterbacks because they open Except up their bodies. Jalen Hurts. I I don't know. I just like Jalen Hurts. I don't know. He's a running quarterback. Yeah, but I just don't he wouldn't think be in, he, he, he wouldn't oh be in, he wouldn't be in the league without running. Yeah, but he's but, not not that good at throwing the football. As I far just, as NFL quarterbacks go, he's one of I the worst. Personally, I I don't know throwing wise. I like Lamar Jackson or not Lamar Jackson. Jalen Hurts. But I just don't think longevity, along with Mar- Lamar Jackson, along with any other running quarterbacks, is going to last that long. That's what I think, and I think that's realistic. Proven by running quarterbacks who didn't last long, like Andrew Luck. Wait. Oh, like Cam Newton. Wait. Oh, like Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick is not out of the league because he's a running quarterback. He's out of the league because he kneeled. Yeah, but you also significantly ran less. And blame it on all you all you want about their. He got worse when he ran less. He only ran less because he got paid, and the coaches told him to. Yeah, but did the coaches specifically tell fault. you that? Oh, I wanted him to run less, or did you think it was an option that he couldn't scramble? 
It's not a coincidence that he got paid and started running less. Because he started getting hit. No, because he got he paid. Why didn't he scramble then? Why didn't he scramble? Why didn't he scramble because more? Because they tried to make him a pocket quarterback. He could have scrambled. They tried to make the him. Pocket. They tried to make him sit in the pocket and make throws. And you scramble. Why didn't he scramble? He could have scrambled. Because he was him. trying to make throws like they tried to tell him to. Yeah, but then why didn't he just go like, hey, I'll... You can you can disobey quarter coaches in the league. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong there? Aaron Rodgers has done it. Kyler Murray, I'm pretty sure all Aaron Rodgers doesn't listen to anybody. That's and Kyler so Murray. What? I'm assuming most. Yeah, of it worked out real well for well. Kyler. Kyler Murray, when he scrambles, scrambles are a broken play. So that means that they're not listening to the the play that is going on. So why didn't Colin Kaepernick scramble then? Because he was getting hits. No one likes getting hit. It hurts. He wasn't it, afraid of getting gonna, hit. It's gonna get. It's gonna build Dude up. Dude is six five up. and built. I don't think he's afraid of getting hit. Cam Newton was afraid of getting hit, and then he significantly he paid the price. He's not afraid of it though. He got. He was like, "Oof!" You're well, I saying got hit. people stop running when they let get hit. Let me try hit. to run. Let me try you to say they stop running when hit. they get hit. Cam Newton never stopped running. It's just a buildup of he all never these stopped, things. He never stopped running. It's a buildup of all these things he, together. You say they stop running after they get hit, and you're telling me he took all for these them, hits. For those scenarios. Why didn't he stop running? Who? Cam Newton. Yeah, because he's stupid. <laughs> he, can we try to throw more? But then he started to suck, and then he's like, well, I have to try to run. But then he kept on getting hit, and he was significantly But you're telling me that people are afraid of getting hit. So if he gets hit, he won't run again, except he never stopped. Some quarterbacks get get afraid of hits. I'm saying Cam Newton is different than Colin Kaepernick. I don't think anybody in the NFL is afraid of getting hit. At some point, you... It's not like you get afraid, like, oh no, but... You can't play professional football and be afraid of getting hit. Once you get hit by an NFL lineman, then it's going to build up, and you're going to... The hardest Wilson's ever got hit is in the pocket, though. No, when he's running too, and he doesn't nah. see it. it. The hardest he's ever got hit what's, is in the we're pocket. We're just going in circles. We the hardest, the, NBA. the hardest he ever got hit is in the pocket. And, and that's the, the, the case, case for okay, a lot whatever. of people. Right, let's just get in the NBA. That's the case for a lot of people. Okay, NBA MVP race. Um, Go ahead, read all those numbers. Giannis. So it, it's basically went down to four people. I mean, I would also put LeBron, but no. The thing is, though, is that you can't miss. The Lakers, you can't miss the play and be the MVP. That's the thing. Not a chance. The he also only played like sixty games. LeBron James, like, and he's also injured. He's kind of like, I think he got back, didn't he? He's no, he's out today. He's out. Okay, but the thing is, though, is that LeBron, he's going for like the the scoring title. But the thing is, is that his team kind of sucks, and that's with basically every other like. Um, every other division or every other sport, if your team sucks, it's kind of hard to be the MVP. So, I mean, he's making Impossible. a valid argument, but his Not team, really. He does, he's not even in contention. I would say, but the thing is, though, he's is behind he still these has three, the and title. He, he's behind more than these people. And he, might, he might not even get the scoring title. If he does, I feel like that's a valid argument, but he's definitely not going to win it because his team is significantly handicapping him because he's, you know... Because they suck. But, um, yeah, we have Giannis. Also missing a bunch of games. Yeah. Uh, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Jokic, who was the previous MVP. And we also have, I forgot the other one. That's it. That was it. I think I think there's also argument for uh, Luka. I don't know. People if Luka... are saying Booker and Luca have cases. I don't see it at all. I, I, would, I would bet my entire life that it's one of these three.
I mean, those, these are like literally. I would, I, think, I would bet literally anything. I think uh, that's the kind of the sad thing is that I think Luca is a great player, and I think sometimes better than Embiid, and sometimes mm, better than Jokic. No, but I think that he's kind of. I think he's underrated. If I'm going to be honest, I think I think he has the potential to completely light up. These three the guys league, are all but, significantly better. He is lighting up the league, but he's not nearly. I, he's not as good know. as those guys. I think sometimes Joel Embiid. I don't know. He individually but, is not nearly as good as them, and his team's not nearly as good as those teams. Well, he's also on the Sixers, and he's also on the like the Mavericks. You know, like that's kind of like so. You know, it. You know the the Sixers' second best player sat out all season until they traded him. And what did Joel Embiid do? He balled out and kept his team high in the playoff race. Okay, that's valid. Um, but yes, Giannis, he has thirty thirty point one. Okay, so Joel Embiid and Giannis do you want me to read been, the numbers? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm horrible at reading. So Giannis is averaging thirty point one per game. Uh, he's in contention for the scoring title still, I believe. 11.6 rebounds per game, 5.8 assists, and a block and a half. And they are the three seed in the East. Uh, his, I think the main argument for him is that he's in contention for both a scoring title and a defensive player of the year, which is insane. And why a guy like Nuka, Nuka, why a guy like Luca shouldn't even be in this conversation because, I mean, well, he, first of all, he he's not he... scoring like Giannis, and the defensive they're polar opposites on defense. Yeah. Joel Embiid, also a great defender, 30.2 points per game, 11.6 rebounds, 4.2 assists, and also a block and a half. They're the four seed in the East. They're, I think, a half game behind Giannis and the Bucks. There's not very much space in the East playoff race. Uh, Jokic is the defending MVP. He's averaging 26.8 points per game, 13.7 rebounds, and 8 assists on 58% shooting. Five seed in the East, absurd numbers, defending MVP, and maybe his biggest argument, he's doing all of this without the second and third best players on the team. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty insane. I if have, you give it now, who would you give it to? I was just about to say I have no idea. Like I think a safest option, it's probably going to be honest. I don't think you can complain about any of these guys winning the MVP. Um, I think it might go to Embiid. Because Jokic and Giannis already have one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of voter fatigue in the NBA as far as the MVP goes. Like, there's no reason yeah. LeBron should only have four MVPs. No reason. But you don't want to give it to the same guy over and over. So, if I would predict, I, I honestly, I actually don't even know. Like, this is this is I, an impossibly close that, race. Like, I don't know. I feel Watch like them give it to Booker might, or something. might get injured. And then, because like last year... He was like heavy in the race with Jokic, and then he got injured. And yeah, kind the of season's like almost over though. So yeah, at this I, point, I if, if he, he got injured, it wouldn't. Injured, it wouldn't really affect his case. It's a tight race already. It it might like you know sway him. This has least. been the most healthy Embiid has stayed. Yeah, he missed a stretch for COVID, which not really his fault. But other than that, he only missed four games this year. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they have four games left. So who knows? I. <sighs> I honestly don't. I think I would give it to Jokic. I think. Mm. I mean, statistically, I think those numbers are the most impressive. And the, 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 fact the, that, the fact that they're still the five seed without Murray and Porter all season is absurd. So yeah. I think I'd give it to Jokic. He's I still, well, he's would have, well-rounded. I'd yeah. have zero complaints with either of the other two. Yeah. So. 
if it's someone other than those three, I'll riot. But yeah, yeah a little more NBA stuff. Lakers are in the danger zone. They're in the 11th seed. Two they games, gonna make it. Two games out of the play-in. They're, they're not going to make two it. Two games out of ten. They play tonight, and I believe the Spurs do too. If the Lakers lose and the Spurs win, the Lakers are eliminated. So that's insane. The Nets just barely squeaked in, and they clinched the 10th seed recently. So the East playoff and play-in teams are set. Like, we have the teams. The order is changing a, a bit, though. The Bulls, Raptors, Cavs, and Hawks are all fighting for the last two playoff spots to stay out of the play-in. In the West, the Pelicans, Spurs, and Lakers are fighting for the last play-in spot. And the Wolves, Nuggets, and Jazz are fighting for the last playoff spot to stay out of the play-in. Uh, the Suns clinch the first seed in the West. An interesting thing, there's ten and a half games separating the one and the ten seed in the East. 29 games separating the one from the 10 in the West. So it shows you how competitive the conferences are right now. But, yeah, there's four or five games left for every team. Playoffs will start soon. Um, Yeah, I believe, actually, they start in about a week and a half. So that'll be fun. Mm. And we'll probably fill out, like, a playoff bracket or whatever. It's kind of funny because, you know, the Lakers and the Nets and obviously the uh, Bucks were also – Kind of like the top teams to win it all. Also the Suns oh, yeah. as well. And half of those teams, like the Lakers and the Nets. Half the people out there been... thought, had Lakers-Nets as their finals prediction. Yeah, and the Lakers are probably not even going to make it. The Nets barely I'll say this. It. Like, I'm higher on Ben Simmons than most people. If Ben Simmons comes back and he's what he was, paired with Kyrie and KD, the Nets could make a serious run. Like if, if they squeak in, they're a 10 right now. If they win the play-in and get in as an 8 seed, I, they'll have a good chance. I think they'll beat the Heat if the Heat are the first seed. So, my thing on Ben Simmons is that I, you know, I do admit he was a really great player, and he did have, uh, he did have issues with chemistry with Joel Embiid and everything in Philadelphia. But by the end, it seemed like he was just missing straight up, just straight up shots. Like, oh, he's not a shot maker. And it just seemed like... But the good thing about this is he doesn't have to be at all. He's got yeah. Kyrie and KD. He's an, he's an elite defender, and he's a great playmaker, and that's really all he needs to be. And even... I if he's know. aggressive in his playmaking and finishing, he's... yeah. They, I, I kind of have a bad taste in my really mouth good. from Westbrook, where, you know, he's a, he's he's a really great playmaker. He's a better player right now. And Westbrook, you know, he... I would say. He would take shots... And he kind of would, you know, hog the ball a bit. And I think that's what hurt uh, Russ is that, like, he would hog the ball. But Westbrook you know, plays, like, out of control, though, sometimes, it feels like. Yeah. They're, they're similar players, but there are some differences. And I don't know. I just not, I'm just not know. a fan of Ben we'll Simmons. See. I think he missed quite and a few shots. And Ben Simmons is elite at defense. I have a bad taste. Not that's that, West, not that, that Westbrook is the worst defender of all time, but yeah. he's not an elite defender like Simmons is. Simmons almost won Defensive Player of the Year last year. Mm-hmm. So, And that's that's valid, but I think he's better. I just I just don't know. I just don't really – I'm not a fan of Simmons. I yeah, like know. I said, I'm higher on him than most. Yeah. But if I think if he comes back, they have a chance to make a run. Mm-hmm. Either either way, they have Kyrie and KD. Like, yep, they can keep up with anybody. So, uh, yeah, the MLB is about to kick off. Kick I'm excited. Off. Kick off. Kick off. About to pitch. About I don't to know. Pitch off. Um, <laughs> Bat off. If you're know. into video games, MLB the show dropped t- last night. 
and uh, I was playing all day before I got here. The servers are horrible right now, oh, but really? that it's expected yeah. on launch day. Uh, the regular season for the MLB starts on Thursday. There were a couple more moves. Uh, the Tigers acquired Austin Meadows, and the White Sox added Johnny Cueto with Lance Lynn having a tear in his knee. A little other news. Uh, one of the top prospects and the Seattle top prospect, Julio Rodriguez, makes the Mariners opening day that roster. Was cool. I know a lot of my I know a lot of my friends back home are really excited to hear about that. They're big, big uh, Julio Rodriguez fans. Are they recording that? Yeah. Like, they're just like casually. Imagine just sitting there in that room, like a serious conversation. You just have your phone, just like. Yeah. <laughs> um, and actually, this is pretty significant. The MLB approved pitchers and catchers to use an anti sign stealing technology. It's called PitchCom. They approved it for the regular season. The Yankees tried it in a spring training game and gave it positive reviews, they gave it approval. Basically, it's like a signal pad where you can signal the pitches and locations to the pitcher. And I think another, I think it's the catcher, the pitcher, and one fielder get them, so as to prevent sign stealing. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's kind of interesting. Goes. I mean, I think I doubt it's used that much right away, but I think people, I, I think, think it'll grow on people. Yeah, like especially with all the sign stealing scandals, like I think they kind of have to make a move. Um, well, it's not even just illegal sign stealing, but like when you have a runner on second, they can be watching the catcher yeah. and they can send some type of signal to the batter. So, yeah, you know, it'd be interesting to see. But uh, well, they also yeah. said with the MLB that they're going to crack down even more on the, you know, the pitcher. I don't know what to call it. Goop. <laughs> pitcher. Oh, the foreign substances. foreign substances. And we all know how that turned out last time. I think it was... Got pitchers stripping in between <laughs> innings. Yeah, like, it, those were so funny. When the I forgot what pitcher that was. I, I think, we I think it was Scherzer. Scherzer. I, I had Scherzer He was, like, taking head. his He's belt like, nope, off. Nope. <laughs> I'm pretty but, sure. Yeah, it, it'll be funny to see that this year. It, it'll be interesting. You know, they're making this, which is... Everyone says they're anti-pitcher now, and they're kind of being anti-pitcher. And this seems like a pro-pitcher with the, the whole anti-sign-stealing thing. So it'll be interesting to see how we are, how it moves. But yeah, yep. On to World Cup. A little bit of World Cup before we get out of here. Uh, the World Cup draw happened a couple days ago, so the groups are set. Uh, a couple groups still need a playoff in order to determine the last team, but we know what group they'll be in. So I think, I mean, we're not going to go through everything, but. The U.S. is in a group with a European playoff, which I for, I'm not going to lie, I forget what teams are in that. Uh, Iran and England. So, you know, bring back 1776 vibes. Let's go beat England. Uh, <laughs> I, think, 1776. I just got it. I was like, the, the weakest group is definitely Group A because they're the group that lucked out and got Qatar. Because do you know how this works? Yeah, kind of. So there's like different pools of teams. So and do then, they all play each other in the group, and whoever gets yeah, the most points? So they okay, yeah. they have a drawing from each pool. You have a team from each pool, and Qatar was in a pool with like all the good teams. So Brazil, Portugal, England. Qatar was in that group because they're the host. Yeah. So Group A is weak. Group A, group A is Qatar, Ecuador, Senegal, and the Netherlands. Every other group has a team significantly better than all those four teams so like for group b which is the u.s is in it would be england but uh the early betting favorites right now are france and brazil and 
think some did pretty good as well. Some of the other people close to the top are England and Spain and Belgium, I believe. I think that's the top five pretty consensus. Um, yeah, we still have a lot to learn about soccer. That's kind of yep. kind of just gave out all our knowledge right there. <laughs> yeah, we're just reading. This is all of our, but, right here, yeah. all of our knowledge on soccer. The World Cup will take place, I think it's mid-November to mid-late December, around then, in Qatar, obviously. Takes that long? Yeah. So what um, do they do in the meantime? What do you mean? That's when it, so are they just playing each other in these groups until November? No, that starts in November. This starts in November? Yes. So what do they do from April to November? Wait. Just wait. Just wait? Well, it's in Qatar, so they need to do it in November because of weather. That's just weird. I'm pretty sure that's why. That's just, but like, that's, yeah. I feel like there's a ton of time I think to it's wait. usually in the summer, I want to say. Maybe the fall. I feel like that's... A, it's, I'm pretty sure it's usually earlier in the year, but because I mean, of where it is... summer would have made sense because it's close to summer already. Yeah, but so. it's Qatar. I think, it, I think it's... I'm going to sound stupid, but I feel like it's too hot there in the summer. That might be it. I don't actually know. Either way, it's November to December, and until then, the only games uh, nationally or internationally... Will be Group D, Group B, and Group E all have a playoff to settle. So there will be a couple games between teams to decide who makes it. And we have to wait a whole year for soccer. Apparently, it's so uh, only seven months. <laughs> that's so. That's so we'll long. We'll be though. well into next school year. I feel like that'd be weird. Like, imagine if the NFL or the NBA did this. Like, we already settled the playoffs. Soccer's weird for a lot of and reasons. And then, like, it took like a whole next year. Like. They they fi- finished the playoffs in February and then the Super Bowls in like August. So yeah, like, well, that, soccer's weird for a lot of reasons, but yeah. you know, kind of sucks. What can you do? Yeah. So yeah, that's about all we have to talk about for soccer, and actually about all we have in general. So, yeah. on behalf of Adam and I, we want to say thank you for listening to us yelling at each other about quarterbacks for an hour. <laughs> yeah. uh, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Sports and Stuff Show on Twitter or. Uh, Instagram at Sports and Stuff Show, on Twitter at SNS underscore show, and on TikTok at Sports and Stuff mm-hmm. Show. Also, I think we might want to be rolling out some uh, some draft stuff on our YouTube. Yes, that I mentioned show. that. We want to talk, we want to do at least, a, at least one mock here. Uh, the only scary thing is, you know, teams like the Saints and Eagles switching up the entire first round, but... Yep. Guess there's always room for more. The draft is in. The draft is exactly three weeks from the day this airs. Mm-hmm. So, so we we might do some stuff on the show. We might do some stuff off. I'll the talk show about as well. over the next couple of weeks. I'll talk about some prospects that yeah. I like. So that would be interesting. Uh, we also talked about having Gabe as well do some stuff like yeah because you guys had a so Gabe we and made a, we made a, a three round mock. It took us forever, yeah. and, and then, then the next day. We did it the day before free agency, mm. stupidly. What the heck? You hear that? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and then the next day, like, Russell Wilson's traded and all that, so. Yeah. Things change. Yeah, so uh, we don't know, but keep, that's why you need to follow the Instagram and the TikTok and the, the Twitter, everything, so you keep updated, you know? Right. Because you don't know what's going to happen next, you know? I have some articles out on the website about it. Yep. Maybe some videos on Maybe, the YouTube. You know, we'll who see. knows? But yes. All right. But yeah, uh, listen to us on the Pulse. Yeah. So YouTube. listen to us on the Pulse and any other platform after it's live on Thursdays, 12 to 1. 
And yeah, that's all. Thank you again. We'll see you in the next one. Peace. Peace.